and uh, welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and this is Jeremiah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Jeremiah. Uh, nothing, nothing new. Uh, same old, same old. How are you all doing out there? We're good. We're good. a little bit chilly this morning, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. It's been chilly here as well. I think we've talked about this before that it's dropping down into the 40s now in Southern California, which is crazy. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I did not expect that when I got here. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that. No. Uh, yeah, I, I have to wear socks in the house. It's so cold. You know, I found I found these yummy little thermal socks that I actually wear them to bed at night because <laughs> my feet are so cold and I can't sleep with cold feet. So, yeah, I found these really yummy purple. I bought a pair for my sister who's visiting me today. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of on a crazy schedule today trying to clean up, get ready for her. But uh, yeah, she has the same problem. She gets cold feet. And um, so I sent her the same socks and she's like, I love these. They're great. Well, I've told you, right, since I had my hip surgery, I get cold now. I never used to get cold. But ever since I have a piece of metal in me now, like it's weird. I get cold and it's it's I got to have a blanket. I have a, a heater next to me at my desk. I mean, I don't know. You know, I think part of that is old age, too. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, well, I'm sure it is, but <laughs> I'm frustrating. You're not, even, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have, um, we purchased one of those big uh, Costco heaters, the round ones, not the big. Oh. Not the tall ones, but those little uh -huh. round ones, like a disc. With that yeah. disc that kind of focuses the heat? Yes. So we bought that for outside on our patio. But uh -huh. then I moved the treadmill into the garage. So I moved it into the garage to keep me warm mm. while I'm working out because it gets right. really cold out there. But then, so the, the one room that I was in early that I was telling you about today, uh, the front room, for some reason, the heat doesn't quite get to that room. So there must be like a kink or something not right with my ducts. Right. But I'm too cheap to have the heating people to come in <laughs> and fix it. <laughs> so yeah. I brought the little disc in there. So right before I go to bed, I click it on just enough to start it up and get a little warm going on, but I don't want to put it on full because it gets too blazing hot in there. Yeah. It like works yeah. too well. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I get it. The cold, not so much, not really, not yeah. a fan. I have no metal plates in me and I still get cold, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. The strange phenomenon. How was your uh, New Year's Eve, uh, and New Year's Day, how was that for you guys? Nice and quiet. Uh, just stayed with family, just hung out. And we uh, attempted to go outside and see if anyone was doing fireworks, but it was very cloudy here. Mm. So it just looked like lightning in the sky. So that was kind of boring, but you know, it was a good quiet evening. Everybody was stayed in and it's good. How about you? Yeah, we did the same thing. Uh, Joshua did not come over. He stayed hanging out with his girlfriend, which was fine. I get that. 
I'm kind of sad because this is like the second year in a row that he's chosen girl over family. I don't know about that. Uh, but anyway, what's that? He needs to bring his girlfriend over. Yeah. Well, she apparently she's an uh, early bird worker. So like she goes to work at like three or four in the morning. So she apparently was very tired. So right. I get it. You know, I, I understand. You know, I, I was sad. I really did want to kind of, you know, usher in the new year. We watched, uh, we figured out, because we don't have cable, we've talked about that. Uh, I don't do cable, we stream whatever, and we have an antenna. Um, but out here, anything that's live is not really live at all. Um, so like the Dick Clark, whatever, right. rocking New Year's Eve, whatever, uh, it had it set for the time that we were actually at. So it was at 8.30 and mm. we, wanted to watch it live so we could see the ball drop at nine so we can go to bed nice. <laughs> and we didn't have so we figured out that we uh so i found on my ipad that Times square their webcam or whatever it was was live it was streaming live so oh. we tapped into that and so we got to watch it live nice. at nine o'clock which was quite lovely it yeah. was not as packed as it used to be way back in the day. Right, you know? right. I think you had to have like a shot record in order to get in. They had like all sorts of COVID protocol going on. Yeah. So. Interesting. So, yeah, we did that. And then we do. I, I gave my father-in-law a fair warning that um, so every year for. I can't even remember at least the last six to eight years. We do a little thing where we set up like a little uh, kind of hors d'oeuvres and we do sparkling uh, cider or sparkling grape juice or something. And we get our wine glasses out and we toast in the new year, like as if we're having a party and we take a picture. So I set my camera up on timer. So we all set you know, the timer up and then like right afterwards, we're all laying on the couch on each other sleeping. And I take another picture of that. So <laughs> As if we're party animals. Right, right. <laughs> so I've done that, um, like I said, since before we left uh, San Antonio. My family thinks I'm crazy, but it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. It is, you know. And then I post it on Facebook. Nice. So for friends on Facebook, which you and I are, but any of those listeners who are out it. there, I don't even know if I said welcome to the listeners. I'm so sorry. We just started chiming in like our normal banter. Uh, as if you know nobody else is a part of it. <laughs> like it's just you and me. So uh, welcome to those listeners who are out there. Uh, thank you so much for setting up your time to be with us yes. uh, in this moment. Um, we are diving into John now, and uh, sorry, I go. I'm trying to get back on track here because we can go forever, I think. Um, today we are 15.1, episode 15.1, and we are in John chapter three. So just wanted to get that out there. I didn't want the listeners or the watchers to think we forgot about them. No, no, no. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll start in prayer and then we can get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to delay. I'm sure everybody's got something to do. So I'm, I, had, I got a house to clean, but I, we want to settled aside our time for the Lord like we're supposed to. And uh, so, yeah, go ahead. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we come before you now and 
We want to give you praise, Lord, for, for the many blessings that we have in our life. Uh, and I pray a blessing over those that decide to uh, join us on this d- journey uh, of reading through the Bible. Lord, whether they're they're watching on YouTube uh, or listening on a podcast, wherever they are, Lord, I pray a blessing that uh, they are able to continue this journey and stick with it and walk with us as we walk with you and grow in our understanding. And the, the goal is to get your word out there, Lord. I pray that we we continue to achieve this goal and keep reaching for it. And thank you for the opportunities that we have to do this. Um, and I know I probably say this a lot. It's more of a blessing, I think, for, for us to be able to do it than it is, I think, for those that are listening, because this is an amazing opportunity, Lord. And thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who, who died for our sins, uh, to give us the opportunity to be able to walk hand in hand with you uh, every day, every hour, every minute, every second of our lives. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I just want to put it out there uh, for the listeners. um, And hopefully we've got some new listeners who decided to start walking this journey with us um, on the first of this year, starting Mm -hmm. the fresh uh, year off fresh. I did have a couple of people, personal friends, who uh, contacted me, uh, texted me, and asked uh, for the links to get to it because they wanted to start reading through um, through the Bible. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were interested. She, uh, one nice. friend of mine's like, I remember you sent me an invitation, and can you resend it to me? So so once you get onto um, once you get into one of the podcasts, either on. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jeremiah, but uh, once you get on Facebook or once you get into uh, podcasts, Apple or Google Spotify, or whatever they are, once you get into it, you'll always be able to go back to it. So you'll be able to, you know, listen from the very beginning. Yes. Um, once you get on YouTube, I think we have, I think there's 15 episodes that are s- set up right now, but uh, you and I have talked, we're both so busy. We're trying to get the rest of these videos up. Um, and running. So we are actively working on that alongside trying to do our regular lives and our regular work. <laughs> so the patience is uh, so, um, we are so grateful for the patience that our listeners have for us. So uh, again, this is just a, a baby ministry. It's just starting out. Um, so maybe we can reiterate, uh, maybe you'd like to reiterate what our mission statement is and what we're all about. We are uh, reading the word of God into the world. And we are trying to um, do this five days a week. We're not trying. We are doing it five days a week. We are doing it. Yep. I lost you there for a second. Uh, on my I'm end. sorry. Yep. You froze. Do you ah, me now? It could have been me. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but you can uh, check out our website which is um, leapoffaithpodcast.org. You can email us, jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org or lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, we're getting the social medias up and running. Uh, so we'll be try to be everywhere that we can. And uh, please join us. Yeah. 
and uh, YouTube. That's the other. And I already yes. mentioned that. So we're we are we are doing it uh, just slowly but surely. We are a nonprofit. So if everybody, you know, if they're thinking that we're trying to get money out of them, we're not. This is not about money for us. Uh, it's all nonprofit. Uh, and, you know, this is all in our own time that we do this. It's not uh, we don't get a salary. It's just a pure ministry uh, because this is what God has led us to do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing it until we hear otherwise. That's yeah. our mission. So um, hopefully people, you know, will pass it on, pass it on to other other folks and uh, get the word out because that's what this is about, getting the word out into the world. So with that said, uh, let's go ahead and start reading. John seems to be short snippet chapters. Uh, I was looking through it and they're not too terribly long. Not that we don't want to read more, but um, he's very uh, to the point. So, so we're in uh, chapter three, which everybody knows we're going to be reading it soon, but the big famous uh, verse that everybody, what's his name, Tim Tebow used to write on his helmet or whatever, John 316, uh, is huge. Uh, that's one of the things that um, believers, um, that's one of the one of the verses that everybody knows and everybody's committed to memory. So yeah. even non-believers know that verse. So I mean, that's to me is amazing. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, John chapter three. <clears throat> there was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born in the spirit, of the spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you that we know and have seen and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the son of man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his, only and, his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's only son. 
and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. John the Baptist exalts Jesus. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Aenon near Salim. Because there was plenty of water there, I'm sorry, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. This was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleaning. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everyone is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but, remain un but remains under God's angry judgment. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. It always is, right? <laughs> <laughs> I say that every day, every day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so, um, where, where I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, well, I, I, I think the theme of, it seems like the theme of chapter three is eternal life, <laughs> right? Because we have two stories that both emphasize belief in Jesus is belief in God and, and, and that's how you get eternal life. I'm sorry. Somebody's trying to call me. Um, yeah, eternal life. I think I just wrote that in my byline over here as our takeaway. I mean, we don't normally do a takeaway, but I think that is That's a good one. Our takeaway. Um, so I believe you're absolutely correct on that. It is. And these are the two stories about eternal life. Um, not just coming from Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm looking down and I should be looking up. But it's also coming from John the Baptist, who is his predecessor. So, um, so I started with verse 
three. Uh, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. And then, you know, he Nicodemus is, you know, confused. He's like, I don't understand how, you know, how can a man be reborn and, you know, go back into his mother's womb? And Jesus is like, okay, can I spell this out to you? Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is one of my favorite chapters because it's just, I think it shows, again, Jesus like, dude, I, I, well, I highlighted first, you know, he came after dark because he didn't want to be seen, right? He's a Jewish leader, so he's coming um, to talk alone with Jesus so no one's around and no other leader sees this. But it's like, Jesus is like, come on, man. How are you a leader and not, you know, picking up what's being laid down? That's just. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's funny you said that because I, I kind of overlooked that whole line of after dark one evening. I didn't even, it didn't, it didn't ping on me that that was why he was doing it. He didn't want to be seen. It, it didn't even ping on me until you just said that. So that's, that's very perceptive. Um, and then uh, uh, when Jesus goes into his, kind of his soliloquy on, uh Right, it is. I mean, he's kind of oh, like yeah. telling him this, you know. So he says, uh, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. I thought that was very uh, pertinent and very insightful. Um, yeah. You must be born again uh, through the Holy Spirit. Um, but this is what I thought was kind of cool. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born in the spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is sort of a mystery. You know, nobody really quite understands the Holy Spirit, I, I don't think. But it's there. And it's to me, you know, they. I think humans count it as your conscience, you know, or that little you know, the angel and the devil on your shoulders, you know, one's talking to you, the other one's talking to you. Okay. So yeah. this is a really good um, way of explaining it. You know, the wind blows wherever it wants to go. And I think that that's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is like, you don't know when it's going to show up. You don't know how it's going to, you know, but, but the Holy Spirit shows up. And if, and if you just are in tune and listening and you have a relationship with God, you have a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is just an automatic, you know, it's the three in one. And it's going to show up. The Holy Spirit's going to show up and, and lead you if you just get in tune with it. Right. Right? Yeah. And you you can't you can't guide it. Like you can't tell the Holy Spirit, well, this is where I want to go, or this is how we're going to get there. Like that, I think that's why it's so pertinent he uses the wind. When you know, because everything back then sailboats, right? And so they they have to use the wind, and the wind will guide them where they need to go. They can't control the wind. They can't tell the wind will blow me this way. But it's just such a great explanation of you got to give into it. You've got to allow it to work, and you can try to push against it, but it's gonna it's gonna go and then lead you the right the, the way to go. So it's that's right. You know. Well, I think that I think that when 
And when we pray, I think we've talked about this before. When you pray, it's always in God's will. Right. Because that's how the spirit works. If if it's not God's will, it's not going to happen. So yeah. you, it's always, you know, Lord, I would like da 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 da, or could you please, or you know, bless me, or heal me, or whatever. If it's your will, you know, because if it's not God's will, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that that's uh, one of the things that, like you're saying, the Holy Spirit's going to push you in the right direction according to what God's will is. Right. So. And then going back, uh, continuing down into 10, I circled the words. Oh, wait, let me actually go back. I, I looked up um, the word you. Uh, if you go down into the little notes down at the bottom uh, in verse seven, uh, you is plural. So he's right. not talking specifically to Nicodemus. He's talking to generally the plural of you as everybody. So although it seems if you if you kind of glossed over it, you might be thinking that he's specifically talking to Nicodemus, but he's not. He's talking to everybody. Um, so I if thought that was, was kind of, what's that? I said if there was a Texas edition of the Bible, it would say y'all. Y'all, exactly. <laughs> again. You know, I said y'all even when I was living in New Jersey. <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey, but I, I did use you guys, not use guys. It's you guys. People get that wrong all the time. It drives me crazy. Anyway, uh, so um, going down into 10, I circled uh, in actually verse 11. I assure you, we, and I circled we, tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. I believe he's talking about the Trinity here. I think he's talking about him and God and the Holy Spirit. I think, you know, because... Prior, at the very beginning of chapter one, he's talking about in the beginning was the word, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. He's talking about himself. And yeah. So I believe that that's what John's saying here. Uh, and Jesus is saying, obviously. I like that. I didn't I didn't quite catch that. So that's good. I like that. Thank you. See, God reveals little nibbits. It's really fun how every day you're going to get something new and yeah. fresh. You can you're going to read this again, maybe in another year, maybe. And you're going to be like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sharon and I say it every day. Every day we're opening up something new and we're like, I never knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So 13 um, is the next verse that I underlined. Uh, Did you have anything prior to that? Well, I just like how he says, if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, what makes you, you know, you're not going to believe me when I tell you about heavenly things. So it's kind of just the whole point of you, you got to believe. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to underline that. And then I went on into uh, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the son of man has come down from heaven. And as Mo- I love this analogy. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Uh, You know, that story, uh, people don't know the story of the bronze snake. I think, I'm trying to remember because we read this, uh, actually, it was like a year ago when I read it. But the Israelites were out in the desert. They, Moses went up on the hill, up onto Mount Sinai. And the Israelites were down with Aaron and they were worshiping false idols. 
And when Moses came down, uh, and they, oh, they had taken, that's what it was. They had taken all the gold and they melted it down and they made the calf, right? Remember right. the calf? And they were worshiping the calf. And then Moses comes down and he's like, I think it might have been the same story where he throws down the tablets. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. I might be mixing up two stories. Uh, but ultimately, um, he, I think they melt down the calf and they make the bronze snake. And there was something that happened where you had to look at the snake so that you wouldn't die. Right? Isn't that the story? I'll be honest, I don't remember. Okay, but anyway, I read it. That I, I'll do my research. I will try to find that story and I'll bring it up on Monday uh, or the next episode, um, and I'll get my facts straight. But anyway, that's what it's he's talking teaser. about here. That that snake was, uh, you know, the way that the people didn't die. I don't know if they were eating. It might have been the manna. Maybe it was the manna. They were collecting up extra manna. I don't know. I'll find out and I will look okay. it up and I will get everybody the right story. But it is very cool how we go back to the Old Testament because the Old Testament was pointing right back into Jesus with right. this story, with this. Uh, anyway. All right. So then uh, we go into John 3, 16 which mm -hmm. is the famous verse we were talking about. Um, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I always like to go into 17. I think that you have to, I think it all goes together. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. People forget about that verse. Yeah, they do. You know, they just want to use the first part of it, but they I think they go hand in hand, obviously. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important because I think, uh, too, as believers in Christ, we tend to, and then we earn it sometimes, but we get labeled with, you know, that we're judging people, right? But if we are really trying to do what God says through his word, you know, we got to be like Jesus, right? So Jesus didn't come in to judge. And that's, uh, you know, most Christians that I know, we're not judging people. No. You know, we choose not to do the things that others may do, but it's not about judgment because, again, Jesus didn't judge. No. At all. And so, yeah, I, I agree whole, wholeheartedly with you that 17, 16 and 17 need to be said together. Yeah. Well, and also... Um, Shoot, I just lost my train of thought. I was listening right. to you so intently. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's called old timers. And that's what I have. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. I got it. Uh, so, yes, we are not judgy. Uh, you know, there are some Christians who are judgmental. Now, don't get that. Don't get us wrong on that. There are people who are judgy. But that's human nature. And we're not perfect. You know, uh, so you can't group everybody you know you that's the thing about human nature you want to group everybody who is part of whatever that is as all have the same uh philosophies you know you can't and that's where racism comes from um you know you can't lump you know everybody into that group as whatever you know um so i always say to my kids when they say i'm being judgmental if I say, 
you know, uh, I don't believe in whatever sinful nature somebody is exhibiting. I don't believe in that. Um, I'm not judging that person. That's between them and God. That's the way I say it. I'm like, that's between you and your and God, or, you know, that's not for me to judge. And when, you know, you're standing before the Lord and he's asking you why you did this, you're going to have to be accountable for it. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. I'm, and, you know, I think Jesus felt the same way. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You know, he, he wasn't judging anybody. He's like, I want everybody on board. He wouldn't have eaten with the tax collectors or yeah. hung out with the, the sinful people. He wouldn't have done that with the prostitutes. And he wouldn't have done that. If he was judging them, you wouldn't hang out with them. That's, you know, I say, I would say that I had, I had a friend of mine who uh, told me that they don't want to do business with people who are homosexual. Okay, well, I personally don't, I don't agree with that lifestyle because it's written in the Bible as a lifestyle that you shouldn't be participating in. But I would not be friends with them or I didn't, like I had hairdressers who were openly gay, you know, and to me, that's a moment for witnessing. Uh, and that's what I would do. Yeah. So I personally don't judge those people on what they how they live their lives. I don't want it shoved down my throat either at the same time. You know, I don't need to know what your personal preferences are. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, spew off that I'm a heterosexual. I don't go telling everybody my business. <laughs> so, and again, we're not trying to be political. We are not, again, you right. know, we're not trying to get, you know, anybody on, oh, in a tizzy over it or literally just reading the bible and how god wants us to read it so all right what else do you have um i went down in, into 19 and it just talks about how god's light came into the world but people love the darkness more i mean that's just so so true right it's just yeah. we don't want our our sins, our faults, or whatever to come to light. So we, you know, we hide it in the dark. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, when we think about daily, to me, like when I think about daily life and everything that I do or don't do or whatever, I mean, it, words that were spoken thousands of years ago still make sense, right? It's like, man, that is so true. Yeah. So true. It is very true. And, you know, I, I find it interesting. <clears throat> there are some people I know who they haven't lived spotless lives, but they from early on, they were saved. You know, like I, I know people who are like, oh, I was saved at six. Right. So they don't really have a wayward life. They don't have anything to go back to that said I was doing this. I was doing that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronnie Wilson, who we we knew from. He was used to be uh, the singer in the Gap Band. Mm -hmm. But when he was in that lifestyle, and he told me his stories, you know, that he would, you know, his, his drug addiction and his alcohol addiction. And, you know, he, he, was, he wasn't proud of it by all means, but right. he wanted people to know this was my lifestyle before I got to know Jesus. And, you know, when you have the courage to be able to say those things. I personally was not saved at six, 
Uh, I got saved at 33. So I had a lot of stuff between, you know, <laughs> one and 33. You know, some stuff was, uh, you know, I don't want to say innocently, but stupidly, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. But then later on, I did know better, still chose to do it. Yeah. You know? So, it, you know, the fact that people have the courage to bring their sins out into the light is amazing to me. And but at the same time, too, you don't want to wear it as a trophy. Yeah. Some people tell their past lives as a trophy. And I don't think that's right. Yeah. You know, you don't want to sit there and, you know, they glorify it. You know, it's right, like, right. Well, I used to smoke, you know, whatever. I used to drink 24 beers in one night, whatever. That's not, don't, don't glorify it. Yeah. You know, that's not the right way to go uh, either. So, all right, let's go on to John the Baptist. Um, what, what was, I, I didn't go into underlining until like 28-ish. Me too. <laughs> well, actually, 26, when they when they come to him and they say, uh, John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everyone is going to him instead of coming to us. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's taking away our business, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> our baptizing business. I thought that was kind of kind of funny. Um, so go ahead. What did you get after that? Well, I, I just like John's speech from here on out, basically, you know, saying how that, you know, he goes into no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you. He's like, he's adamant. I am not the Messiah. I never claimed to be the Messiah. This man is. And praise to him. And, you know. He's the one that is saving the world. I just was kind of letting everybody know that he's coming. And just the humbleness that that John shows, because he did have a following. People, you know, they came and, and listened to him and what he was saying. But, you know, uh, again, just saying he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less. And like verse 30 there, that's a huge lesson i think a lot of us our egos my ego i'll speak for myself i there are a lot of times when my ego gets in the way and it's it's really it's a struggle sometimes to to remember he is greater he is greater and i'm less and less and uh i think it's just i just, i love that verse yeah me too i thought it was kind of cool how he says you know the bridegroom marries the bride and the bridegroom's friend is yeah. simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows you know to stand beside so he's basically saying i'm the best man and i'm stepping aside for the bridegroom and i'm here gladly to support him mm -hmm. uh and i'm i'm just gonna and he says it i'm filled with joy at his success yeah you know, that you know when you when you can uh put yourself secondary and I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal by all means, but this is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier um, when I when I when I was addressing that comment in previous episode. You have to lessen yourself and humble yourself mm -hmm. and make Jesus and God more and more. You come you become less and less, and God becomes more and more. 
And when that happens, people will see it. People will yeah. notice your change. They will see, I mean, remember way back in the day when you got saved, how many friends dropped off like flies, yeah. right? That didn't want to be around you anymore because you, they, they saw something different in you. And they wanted to go to the dark and you were going to the light. They didn't want their darkness to be seen. Right, right. So I just thought, you know, John was humble. He really was. I mean, obviously, I mean, he, you know, wore whatever sackcloth and ate yeah. lotus and whatever. So, um, and then I went back, I, I continued into the latter part of 31. Where did you um, pick up? Well, um, I mean, I highlighted the very last verse, of course, where it talks about eternal life. Um, but his whole speech here is, is, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. Uh, that's just amazing to me. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. God will give you what you need, and he will give you the words to say. You know, yeah. when, when they say, you know, I, I, I can't do this. I don't know. I'm not a speaker. I'm not, You know what? God will give you the words to say if you pray about it. And the father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. People yeah. forget, you know, they want the, the, in this day and age, everybody wants the good God. Everybody wants this wonderful, sweet, loving God who wants to give you everything. But they forget that God is a man, is a God of judgment. Right. And he gets angry. He doesn't, you know, and we've seen his wrath. I'm sitting here reading it in Judges right now, you know, where, the Israelites are backsliding again. And I think I talked about this. God like literally says, I'm done with you. I am finished. I can't do this. But as a heavenly father, his heart is breaking. And so when they come to him one more time, he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'll, okay, I'll let you go. I'll, you know, I'll give you another judge or whatever. But God's angry with those who are not willing to accept Jesus. And, you know, he's doing everything he can. Up until the very last verse, just about in Revelation, he's giving us every opportunity to become a Christ follower. And right. he, he wants everybody to be in heaven. He wants everybody. That's God. God is all loving, but he's also, he's a God of wrath. Definitely. So, all right. Did you have anything else? No, I think that was good. That was awesome. I mean, it's just, I love the book of John. Uh, he's yeah. just, yeah. And there's, you know, there's a couple of movies out there too. Like I think the Gospel of John is a movie that is, I think it's on Netflix uh, or Amazon, one of those. But those are really awesome movies to watch. Um, people forget about the Christian movies that are out there. They're really some wonderful and and they're not all about Bible stuff. There's other, you know, Greg Kinnear. He's been in a couple of uh, yeah. Christian movies. Uh, Kevin Sorbo uh, does the uh, God's not with uh, God's not dead movies. 
Um, there's so many good movies out there that are uh, Christian faith based. And I told you about The Chosen, which is really phenomenal, yeah. which is also on Netflix now. I just noticed it. Oh, is it? Okay. I think it, it's either on Netflix or Amazon. It's one because I'm the only two places that I, and Hulu, that I stream off of. Because <laughs> again, we are so cheap in this house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to give Spectrum our money, they don't need it. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, that was good. That was really awesome, awesome stuff. So, um, did we want to do the? Do you want to invite people to Christ? Do I we think so. Do that? It's a good time. So uh, we are committed. Jeremiah and I are committed to always giving everybody the opportunity to. Uh, why are you laughing at me? I'm sorry. Do you? What's that? Do you... That's my dog. Oh, that's your dog. Yes. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> See, we are real. We are real. We are real people. We have real lives and we have real dogs. Yes. Yeah. My phone was ringing and my older son was trying to call me. So uh, hopefully he's still at lunch after this. Oh, he is on lunch break. Um, anyway. Funny stuff, but that's all right. We put that aside and we all <laughs> I'm like, what's he laughing at? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Jeremiah and I uh, are committed to always inviting uh, those who are not, uh, haven't made a choice for Jesus yet, haven't uh, committed to being uh, a follower. So again, this is not a magic prayer. Uh, it's all about what is in your heart and how you confess with your mouth. Um, and we're going to give you that opportunity. So let's go ahead and pray. Uh, and we'll say the prayer. And anybody who is a follower, they, you're more than welcome to say it out loud as well. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and I will follow him and dedicate my life. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that for the first time in your whole life, or maybe you're uh, rededicating yourself, um, we encourage you to get to a church. Uh, get involved, get to a pastor, mark it in your Bible. Today is a huge day. Uh, it's a celebration that you have changed your life over and uh, you're going to become a follower of Christ and uh, and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. I mean, this is, light. well, it's exactly what we just read about. <laughs> so uh, we encourage you to uh, join a ministry, uh, volunteer, um, I've mentioned this before. There's probably people who have been praying for you. And if you know who they are, tell them because they want to know. Yeah. So um, it's a joyous day. So we're just so proud of you and so thankful. So I guess we can go on to the little things. The little things. Yes. All right. So I have a question for you for the little things. What is your favorite book? Like of all time? Sure, of all time. Um, is, this a, 
is this a book that you could pick up and read again? I I actually there are I have a lot of books. I I, I was an avid reader uh, as a young girl, so I've read tons and tons of books. I don't I don't generally read nonfiction. Um, that just doesn't interest me. Um, but as a young girl, uh, actually, did I tell you the story about how I was writing, reading a book? I was trying to finish it up. Did I tell you that story? Writing a book? No, reading. I was reading a book You're on reading my way to the library, book? riding my bike. Did I tell you about this? Obviously, no, I don't remember this. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know, 12. Me and my best friend, Fran, I mean, we were best buddies from third grade. We're still friends. You know, 50 odd years later, we're still best friends. And so we are riding to the library on our bikes. And I was trying to finish this book up. I'm reading and writing. Now, I am one of those people that once I'm reading, I don't see, I don't hear anything. I don't pay attention to anything. And I'm reading and bam, ran right into a car, a parked car. Yeah, that was not fun. That was really not fun. Stupid. I mean, I'm using that word and I don't like to use that word, but there's no other word to describe that. <laughs> I don't even know what the book was that I was reading. That's how. <laughs> wow. But I do remember that moment. Anyway, so uh, when I was in that's junior not your favorite high, book. What's that? I said, that's not your favorite book. It was not my favorite book. I did read a book. Uh, I remember uh, there was one called The Cat Ate My Gym Suit. And it was all about uh, this little girl who didn't want to do gym. And so her excuse was that the cat ate her gym suit. <laughs> not my favorite. My all-time favorite book that I've read over and over again is Gone with the Wind. Ah. Yeah. I've never read that. It's epic. Absolutely epic. And it's one of those movies that I've seen several times. I've never so seen I would have to put that one out there as probably my all-time favorite book. What about you? What about, okay, so I have a favorite fiction and a favorite nonfiction. All right, so I didn't get into nonfiction until maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And my favorite nonfiction are the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Oh. Love that book. John Maxwell, love everything he writes. Wonderful book. Wonderful book. Um, it, even if you don't ever see yourself in a leadership position, necessarily, you are in your life. And it's, it's an amazing book. Amazing book. Love it. Love it. So read that one. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything to write down with, but you can text me that name. I will later. text it to you because it's 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 an easy read. He writes really easily because I'm not very smart. And so sometimes it's hard for me to read some books because I just don't get it. But that was good. I have to say my favorite fiction is Ready Player One. Oh, that is, that you know, I, I saw the movie. The movie was good. Yeah. The book is better. Uh, that's oh, good so to know. So you know, there's a couple of books. There's movies that I've watched that I've wanted to go back and read the books. Like yeah. uh, now, I have to. Oh, uh, see now. Now I'm going. Now my brain is starting to pick up. I read the entire Twilight series after I watched the first movie. Uh huh. The first movie was cheesy, 
uh, and really, am I right? And they're all cheesy. All, all say, of them. the first one. <laughs> no, they're all cheesy. I have to say, but going back uh, and reading the books, it's so funny because she got that idea from a dream. Apparently, who the heck dreams that? I mean, I don't know. I don't dream that vividly. Oh, I have some weird dreams. Yeah. Well, I don't know what. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> So that was good. I did the other series of books that I read was um, the what do you call it, Mockingbird? The oh yeah, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Hunger Games is a good series, and the fun thing about that is that I would talk to my nephew about that. He was like forty now. He and I kind of ping on. He's a big science fiction fan. He's a big you know Marvel dude. He he loves all that stuff, comic books, all that stuff. And then the other one I uh, read was the Divergent series, which was also that. turned in, well, that was turned into a movie too. Right. So. right. I love young adult uh, books. Uh, yeah. My husband calls me the eternal junior hire because I, I won't grow up. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Those are some good books. I think those are all good series. Uh, you know, the vampire thing, uh, you know, that might be, you know, somebody out there might be listening and going, oh, that's not very Christian. I don't believe in vampires. I don't believe in any of that junk. I don't believe in ghosts. Um, I do believe in demons and I believe in uh, evil, you know, evil demons. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't believe in ghosts. I think that's a bunch of hooey. I, that's just me. My husband believes in ghosts. His, the hairs on the hairs on his arms go up when he watches. Uh, what's that TV show? The guys that would go in and try to find the ghost, the ghost ghost hunters, hunters or, or something like that. Yeah, he used to watch that with Gabriel. Like when I was at work on Wednesday nights working with the church, uh -huh. he's at home watching like Ghost Finders with Gabriel. <laughs> nice. Literally, the hairs on his arms would go up like like uh, they were down in. This was funny to me. I would always laugh about this. They go down into like Venezuela or down into some South American country uh -huh. and they'd be like speaking in English to the like the Spanish. <laughs> right, like, right. And they would answer in English. I'm like, OK, yeah. so English is the universal language of the afterworld, apparently. <laughs> Nice. But there's this one episode where they were like, they went into this encampment and they were like these creepy doll heads that were like hanging in this like fixture, this like uh, like shed or something. And so, and then there were like dolls all over the place. And as they walked in, all of a sudden, like the eyes of the, the dolls opened up or something. And Rich was like, oh my gosh, look at the hairs on my arms. Do you see? I'm like, like, as if that wasn't like somebody clicking on a remote and making the doll eyes open up. I would not have guessed that about Rich. That is hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah. I did not know that. That's funny. It's like, um, uh, he's told me some stories, uh, you know, interesting stories to say the least of, because he grew up in Hawaii and evil uh, spirits and ghosts really big. Well, you know, being in the medical field and just, you know, that's science and everything else. I just don't, I guess I just never pictured that side of it. I like that. 
No, it's it's he's very human. Let me just say he's he's very that's a very human thing. And he's probably gonna be mad that I brought that up because he even said to me, he says, don't bring up uh, any personal stuff. That was an accident. I apologize. Okay. If you're yeah, listening we'll to this, that. my sweet husband, I'm so sorry I brought you up, but I did. And, you know, anyway, I don't think that was too terrible a thing. Nah. So, all right. So I think that's it for today. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I'm kind of sad. I can keep talking to you all day there, Jeremiah. Yeah. I really could. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Everybody out there who's listening, uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, we will pick up again on, I call it Monday because that's the next time I'll be doing this. So, um, until then we will, if you're having, if you're listening to this on a Friday, have a great weekend, have a great day. God bless you. And we're just so thankful for the listeners who are out there. So, uh, we will see you next time, right? Yep. See you next week. All right. Bye.